I'll I'll use the uh, the Spanish intro if you want to do it right now for this episode. Let me think through it. Okay. <laughs> Mi nombre es Jesse. Yo soy el enano guerrero Grimton Steadyhand, y esto es Advantage. Last episode, the four came upon Uruk, the escaped elf thug who attacked them back in number 009, First Blood. Uruk was trying to open a white marble puzzle box he had found at the scene of a destroyed alchemist cart. Alaris used his magic to decipher the runes and other clues, which led them to believe that the box's owner was a dragonborn from the Empire of Zadal in the west. When the party eventually managed to unlock the puzzle box, using shocking grasp to mimic the breath weapon of the of a bronze dragonborn inside were four vials of pure elemental essences of water fire air and earth still not knowing the effects of these drafts they continued north on their mission to warn the pandominion city of havenmere of war and that's where we will pick up Spend a night in the Watch Forest, and uh, the next morning you're only a couple hours walk from the edge of uh, the trees. Eventually, you come across Forest Edge, and Forest Edge was a tent city of the hundreds of vendors and suppliers who really helped make the work at Trails End possible. Over an area of I don't know a couple square acres, merchants of the Pandominion erected shops and stalls and even a temporary wharf along the Charmed River in order to send and receive the massive amounts of goods that would be shipped farther upstream to Trails End. Um, there were people that lived here in canvas wall tents with scrap wood as floorboards um, just to keep themselves out of the mud. Now all that remain are just the frames of these temporary homes and shops left by their owners who presumably returned to their lives in other parts of the Pandominion after the fire. Among the empty scape, only a few voices are heard in the direction of the three or four remaining tents, a few long tents, and a shrine to the gods, whose steeple points to their astral dominions in the plain above. Well then, I guess, I guess we walk up to toward where the voices are happening. Yeah. Orlinde, this is your first time ever leaving the Watched Forest, isn't it? Yeah. I feel pretty weird about it. Uh, and you're about to step onto a place that is distinctly different, especially uh, in, in, in culture and in landscape and religious views. 
Can you tell me about your your thoughts? Is there anything uh, you'd like to say out loud in character? In character, not a lot, because I don't really want to make a big deal of about it. Um, but like, mostly, I'm just worried that there's not going to be any people who have any regards for the spirits, and like, angry spirits are the reason, or unhappy spirits are the reason that the Watch Forest got so destroyed. So like, if I'm around people who don't particularly care about the spirits, I feel like I'm not going to get much done. Yeah. Um, I'm also worried that the that in the Pandominion and in places that are not the Watch Forest, people are going to care less about the land and the creatures that live on it that aren't humanoid. Um, and that includes like plants and dirt and water and stuff um so i have i have some worries but like we're going so i'm going and in, indeed uh your ecological worries are not empty like this area seems pretty abused there's a whole lot of mud and just covered in, in, in footprints from the, the traffic on um, the unprepared land like had no cobbling or foundations or anything like it's it's gross not just in like the aesthetic sense but like it gross and like the why 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 did you let this happen sort yeah, of yeah like why would why would you do this like it's not hard to take care of the land uh and as as you trudge through this mud toward uh the voices near the tents, you see men and women dressed in armor, not in the Pandominion's blue chainmail, but like stitched leathers, the stitched leather paddings of the mercenaries who were hired to protect the contingent in the forest should things go awry. Um, Alaris and Grimton, you both know that these individuals are not true soldiers sent from the government. Empress Vamana um, has concentrated her army at temple, the Blessed City, in order to protect the capital and the region from um, the Colgafirian invasion that currently occupies the northern reaches of the nation. Grimton, these, or those soldiers are quartered in the garrisons that you helped build. Hmm. Um, the swordsfolk you see are just special contractors and recruits that were hired along in Canis's trip to uh, in Canis's trip from Temple to Havenmere. And you see, I don't know, maybe like 20 of them in total, some burned faces that you recognize as individuals that escaped from Trail's End and others who you reckon uh, remained at the post here in Forest Edge. You also see a dwarven paladin of Bahamut, God of Justice, as she is sharpening her sword along with others. And Alaris and Grimton, you know her to be Arbitrator Barnora Runehead, who was sent from Havenmere to act as a judge and marshal for the region while construction was taking place. Can you repeat her first name? Barnora. B-A-R-N-O-R-A. Runehead. Is that the only person we recognize, really? Um... Alaris, you also recognize the man Colin, who is uh, that 
the person that was uh, that you talked to at Trails yeah, End. Right. Yeah, his last mm. name is Still Chaser. If you're interested, is what Still Chaser? S T I L Chaser C H S E R. Okay. Um, I guess I'll walk up to him. Alaris, you're thought you were in uh, Isatalos. Uh, there's nothing left of Isatalos. Hmm. Nothing left here either. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys haven't moved on. Or actually headed back in. In where? Into the forest. Uh, Arbitrator Runehead plans to bring the people who did this to us to justice. See, we left we left Trails End the the morning after you helped us bury the bodies, Alaris, and some more died of their wounds after you left. So there were maybe a dozen of us that left the camp, and we only made it a couple of miles uh, before we were attacked. Four elves and brown and bright blue cloaks surrounded us and cut us down with arrows. Uh, some fought and killed two, but we knew that we couldn't survive. And those that could ran to the river, and we let the current carry us here. Only five of us. The others left with the rest of the forest edge. Wow. At least, at least some of you made it. Yeah. So you're headed back in to try and bring these blue-cloaked individuals to justice? Brown-cloaked individuals, yes. Is that... Brown cloaked. See, you said brown and blue, didn't you? Well, I mean, it's a it's a brown cloak with a uh, with blue trim. trim. Ah, oh, okay. It's, so the, you it's, you have come. We know who it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. I Just know. Just making sure. <laughs> I, but I'm I'm trying to not show that I know too much. So you're coming back into what's left of the watched forest to bring these cloaked warriors to justice. These definitely weren't like bandits trying to stay alive after the disaster this this was a military they were organized and if i were to guess they were the ones who started this fire or at least know who did it now we're gonna find them do you think you have enough men we're gonna try arbitrator runehead come here and uh this dwarven lady uh with a incredible dutch braid and she's also uh got some neat facial hair that's uh, kind of sculpted in the uh, what was it Ulysses Grant General Grant President Grant uh, that had the like the the chin patch shaved yeah. and, and the fun line that goes from the sideburns over the mustache and then back up Oof. so she's rocking that and it's it looks pretty cool who are these Colin? Well, I know Alaris, and I know uh, Mr. Steadyhand here. Can't say I'm familiar with these other two. I uh, step forward and put my hand forward. Warden Ulrich, at your service. <clears throat> he shakes. Um, and I'm presiding Druid Moreland Day. Presiding over what? Uh, the Watch Forest, this whole forest. The whole forest? She raises her eyebrows at that. You know who did this to the forest? Um, yes, and it is 
It is the problem of the forest and its inhabitants now. Not necessarily yours. <laughs> I beg to differ. They murdered thousands and must pay for their crime. It wasn't just... Well, here's the deal. Watched Forestians. It was also, they killed a deva of the goddess Arathis, sent That's herself to aid in our quest. The, they killed people at Trail's End and merchants that were uh, on the road. These outlaws must pay for their crimes against Wait, the Wait, so who do you, who do you think did this? I can't say that I know exactly, uh, but we've received reports of the survivors of the murderous elves in the forest, she says, uh, motioning to Colin, and they must be contained. Is there a way that I can communicate with the party without this woman hearing? Uh, only if you ask for a moment and take the party aside. That's kind of what I was about to do. Yeah, let's, let's have a team huddle away from this lady. She looks at you curiously as you, uh, as you four <laughs> scoot away and, like, huddle up football type style. Yeah, basically. So you got the uh, the camera looking up from underneath at the <laughs> four of you. The huddle, yeah. This is um, clearly... How much do we want to tell this woman? Because if I tell her it's the spirit steering, she's gonna attack, try and attack spirits. I'm assuming, or go farther into the forest and try to find them if she knows how they work. I don't. I don't think she. Like... And I don't know if she'll believe me. She might not believe you, but... And then, what if she thinks this is the fault of those zealots and goes after the zealots? Uh, I mean, she does seem to think that it's the fault of the zealots. No, wait, no, she thinks that it's the fault of the Tempest Oath. You're talking about the zealots that left Isotalus? The She's talking or... about the Tempest Oath, who are also zealots. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. aren't they going to team up anyway, probably? The renegade Isotalians? Yeah. I mean, they were headed to uh, the Rock of Visions where yeah. the Tempest Oath is from, so it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, that was my assumption. Yeah, okay. So, like, I just don't want this kind of violence happening in the forest when I it's don't... trying to heal. I don't either, but the Tempest Oath is a bit of a problem, as I believe we discussed before. Yeah, but can we get the Tempest Oath out of the forest first before these people decide to start fighting? I'm not, I'm not sure... I don't see why not. There I mean, has to be a way. At some point, I assume they'll march on the Pandominion foolishly. Uh, I just, this, these people don't need to be coming back in here. They're destructive. And there's already mm -hmm. been plenty of destruction. And they're angry. And I understand. However, they need to get out. They don't belong in here right now. How would you like to proceed? How can we convince them to turn around? We have to convince them that there's nothing that needs justifying. That this was the forest burning down, just an act of the spirit's will, and not something insidious. 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 Yeah. We we might could also convince them that there is in that <clears throat> the tempestos is indeed something to be concerned with, but that we believe the best approach is actually to prepare a defense that they might come their way um, and save them money, time, and lives. And because, give them a tactical advantage. Yeah, they'll have the tactical advantage and not be just like some raiding party essentially out here. That's Don't true. Don't forget but that temple is sending troops to Havenmere. So like, 
it makes more sense for them to wait for the Tempest Oath to come to them. And even if that doesn't happen, it'll at least buy us some time where they won't be in the forest. I mean, our plan was to come to Havenmere to warn them anyway. Let's see if we can get them to turn around and come with us. Cool. You we can warn them uh, that they're heading to Havenmere, yeah? So yep. they need to go anyway. Um, presiding Druid, I feel like your status might mean that this yeah, discussion Yeah, I is definitely have the most leadership here. Break. <laughs> Break. <laughs> okay, I go back to the dwarf lady, and I, uh, I uh, first apologize for the, um, the... The break. We just had to decide where we were going and what we were doing. Um, however, uh, as the presiding druid, that means that I'm in charge of all spiritual things going on in the forest. Um, and I can tell you the reason that this fire happened. Nobody, no humanoid started this fire. It was started by spirits who are angry at what, um, what the people of the forest were doing and how they were ignoring um, their spiritual uh, ancestry and how they weren't treating the forest as they should. So that does not have anything to do with you and doesn't necessarily require retaliation because it's pretty hard to attack a spirit. But it's not hard to attack the very real threat and criminals that attacked Colin and the others with him and very much killed them. And that was definitely not a spiritual doing. That's they true. They must be brought to justice. However, um, I can tell you that um, we know the, uh, the, the zealots and the people who did kill them are going they're coming towards Havenmere as we speak and a party that Havenmere can definitely handle and completely obliterate honestly um especially if you guys have a head start and it, I think it will save you lives and it will save you resources if you come back to Havenmere with us um and prepare for battle there instead these zealots know how to use the forest to their advantage, and I'm not sure if um, your party has that uh, experience. However, Havenmere is your territory, um, and I believe you'll have much more success there. Are you saying we can't handle ourselves? Says um, In the forest, compared to the people who have lived there their entire life, yeah. There's like two dozen of us, and... Colin said that there were only, I don't know, 10 of them? I, maybe. That's a two to one. We, However. We they might be gathering a larger force to They're joining Hagen. a greater party um, in, a, in a city farther deep within the forest. Um, and they are coming for Havenmere in a larger group. Uh, Runehead again. So, so are you saying that this group of, did, did, did you call them the Tempest Oath out loud? No. I just called them okay. zealots. So you're saying that these zealots are like scouts? No, they're um, they're very uh, religious people who live deep in the forest, who are blaming the fire and the spirit's anger, not on the um, 
themselves, not on the forest dwellers, even though it is us who messed up. It is us who've been ignoring our uh, spiritual ancestry for so long. Um, they instead blamed a more recent symptom, which was uh, the pandemonium um, encroaching on our forest, whether it was for good or for bad. Um, they believe that that is why the spirits were angry. I know that that is not the main reason that this fire occurred and that this desolation happened, um, but it's hard to think straight when you're an angry religious zealot. So they're blaming you guys. So you might want to go home and help defend your territory and get rid of these guys all in one fell swoop. You call them religious, yet they do not worship the gods. Our, my god, Bahamut, demands that justice be dealt. Justice, justice can be dealt, and it will be. However, if you go in the forest seeking it, you're going to lose a lot of your party. Then it is our duty to lose a lot of our party. Misguided justice is just violence, Arbiter Runehead. I disagree. Well, I don't disagree, excuse me. But it's we're not going in there to seek violence and chaos. We are going in there for a mission. Those that react that those that react hostile to us or our enemies will aid people that need us whenever possible, but if they seek to destroy us, then they are suspected for having destroyed the camp and suspected for being those who assaulted um, those survivors coming back from Trail's End. And if at all possible, we will hold them prisoner until a time when they can be put to trial. We do have a cart upon which a cage has been secured, and they'll be watched wherever we go, but justice cannot wait. Now, if you're planning on going up to Havenmere, do it. And return with uh, the, those that are coming from Temple, but do not obstruct this process. Fine, then. How can you go after your enemies and still respect my home, my forest? Because right now, I don't know... Um, actually, I do know that you aren't taking as good of care of it as my, my spirits, my deities need. And that is what made them mad. And I can tell you that if you respect the forest, the spirits will take care of you on your way if they believe in your quest, if they believe in your justice. However, if you keep making a mess of things, if you keep trampling over the plants and, uh, and trees and all the growth that is trying to be reborn right now, the spirits are not going to let you through. They just aren't. They Honestly, they already aren't a fan of your gods. So you're already going in at a disadvantage, but you have to take care of the forest as you go through on this quest, or you will not make it to your goal, and you won't even be able to go back and achieve justice with these guys. Make a persuasion check for me. Um, 18 plus... Good for you. I'll, I mean, no need to add, that's awesome. Yeah. If the spirits are, if appeasing the spirits are the means to the end, then please 
presiding druid, show us what we need to do. Okay. Guide us. All right. Um, first, this is going to sound so Boy Scouty, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> I'll check you off on your merit badge. True, though. I'm still an assistant scoutmaster with my troops, so. <laughs> That's precious. First, you must tread lightly and please stay on the path as much as possible. Um, because those paths have been made already by other beings, and so the plants are going to grow there anyway. Also, um, just pick up after yourselves. I don't understand what is with Pandominion people <laughs> and their ability to just throw trash on the road. Just don't. Put in your pocket. Um, so just take good care of the forest. Um, honestly, I don't know what to tell them, because to me it seems like common sense. So, like... Yeah, sure. Um, the water from the river is mostly clean, and you can drink it and bathe in it. Um, and sticking to the path will also keep you safe from anything creepy hiding in the forest, um, for the most part. Um, but just respect the land and the things that live in it. Um, and the spirits, if they're okay with your quest, will let you through. You're right, that did sound really Boy Scouty. I told you. I don't know how to tell people to, like, be nice to plants and not sound like a Boy Scout. If it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves of three, let it be. <laughs> when it comes to snakes, red and black, friend of Jack, red and yellow, kill a fellow. Arbitrator, Runehead, says so be it thank you with as much power as I have as presiding druid which is less than I would like um, <laughs> I hope that uh, your journey in the forest is successful you can make it back in one piece um, and with a new understanding of what the watched forest really is and what the beings within it really do <laughs> not just little plants to be stepped on but actual beings of all shapes and sizes we'll be leaving tonight or maybe we ought to leave in the morning yeah good luck thank you are you moving on are we moving on yeah yeah let's get the haven mirror Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're joining us for episode number 014. So before you get on to me, I also want to recognize that it wasn't Ulysses Grant that had the fun mustache sideburn combo. It was it was Burnsides. Makes sense. Don't get on to me on Twitter or anything. I got it. Solve that problem. Thanks. <laughs> Zach, Sarah, Yessie, Steve, and I are all really thankful for your engagement in the story that the five of us are telling. And we got to take a moment to appreciate some other people who've supported us in that production. Uh, thanks to Daniel Grayling for creating all of our digital art and Blake Bost, who composed the soundtrack playing behind me right now. You can listen to that full overture at soundcloud.com slash Blake Again, thanks to Labor of Love Graphics and laborofloveGraphics.com with their help in web design. 
that site, advantagednd.com is a huge resource for you as we tell this story. It's got maps, location details, info on the characters and cast. Um, all of those character details are also linked to heroforge.com, which is like this online program that helps you create your own customizable tabletop miniatures that get th 3D printed out. It's neat. Uh, go check it out and play around with it. Um, but you'll be able to find custom design minis um, of the, our characters by the cast and me. Dark Silver Forge has agreed to offer 10% off all of their products to Advantage listeners. Their company sells high quality products for discerning role-playing gamers. The Dragon Steel and Cthulhu Gold Medal dice sets are incredible. Cast in Zinc Alloy, the D20s in those sets are like five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic die. They sell some great tabletop accessories and you ought to check them out at darksilverforge.com make sure to use the code advantage dnd no spaces all caps and receive 10 percent off everything on their website if you're not listening to how friends roll our podcasting friend you're missing out on a great show dm Soli runs micro campaigns that are like six to eight episodes long with a rotating cast they just began their third season it already looks like it's going to be phenomenal y'all um, great role playing going on. Last week on an airplane, I finished my first edit of the Switch series episode I did with their cast, and it was so much fun. It looks like it's going to be two and a half ish hours long, and will drop on uh, the How Friends Roll RSS feed at the end of this season. So now's a great time to go subscribe to their show. You can find them on iTunes or look them up on Twitter at How Friends Roll. Talk to us online too. Um, our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at AdvantageDND. Email that we use is AdvantageDND at gmail.com. I love making friends with our audience online. So go give us some love and go over to iTunes and give us a rating and review so that we can further grow our community and it'll all be great. That metric really helps us out. All right, friends, let's return to the show. Thank you. So you're walking north. Yep. Same as always. Much of the Pandaminian's territory are the rolling hills of the Sun Plains, a mixed grass prairie that stretches on both sides of the river Nogalar, all the way north to the capital temple, the Blessed City. As you walk to Havenmere, looking over the lake, you're able to see the city for quite some time before you're anywhere near it. It's a finely built town, excellent architecture, all uh, nearly all designed by the legacies Canals stretch like fingers into its heart, and boats fish around the lake. Alaris and Grimton, you've spent a couple nights outside the city during the construction process for the Trader's Path, but not enough to really get a handle on it. Auric, you bought your canoe here, which you used to paddle up the Charmed River to Isotalos about a year and a half ago. Um, <clears throat> as you approach the bridge to the city, you see someone familiar sitting on the edge of a barge tied to the bank of the lake. It's a gnomish woman with grease on her hands, scribbling in a notebook and looking contemplatively at a bridge. 
This is Nexby, the barge pilot, whose tools you tried to find in the forest the day of the fire. <laughs> oh, so that was we... yeah, sorry. We're all waiting on, on uh, Joe's exposition. Yeah. <laughs> so we go up to... Nexby, yeah. Go up Next to yeah. From the road, or do you, like, get on the barge and run the bank, or what? Oh, no. <laughs> from, from the road? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Nexby. Elias? Hello. <laughs> hey, come, hey, come down here. Okay. <laughs> I go down there. And bring the bring the whole lot of you. Yeah, we, we presumably follow the whole yeah. lot of us. Hey, I'm glad you're glad you're alive. Yeah, same. How about that? You're uh, still didn't and, uh, find uh, your tools. And Grimton, yeah, um, Grimton, you never found my tools. Uh, you know, right now I'm actually waiting on a blacksmith who's. Forging me a brand new winch and driver since you couldn't do mine. Damn sprites. Damn sprites. Uh, she's, she runs Weimar's Hammer, so if you see her, tell her I got the other half the money. Um, are you guys going into town? Yeah. Would you mm -hmm. mind picking that up for me? What? What do you need to pick up? Uh, the winch and the driver. Yeah, we can do that for you. She hands you uh, 90 gold. In a small pouch. <laughs> yeah, uh... Right, fetch quests. Side <laughs> <laughs> yeah. quests unlocked. I'd go fetch those parts myself, but I'd, uh... I'm trying to stay as down low as I can, you know? Plus, I've got another project. See, I've been looking at this bridge here, and it inspires me. Did you say the spread shears? I'm looking at this bridge here. Oh, this bridge says. here. Now motioning, obviously... Ah, uh, uh, yes, the bridge you're looking at. Yes, I see, I see. Um, obviously, that bridge. Yeah. You know, the bridge that you were just about to go over? Yeah. But it inspires me. I mean, bridges subvert land and water by going over them, right? Right. Right? Right. Well, what if all the Pandominion needs is a bridge from here to Zadal? You don't have to use water. That's restricted by the occupation of North, and you don't have to spend months in the mountains and deserts fighting orcs and dwarves and warforged and giant worms. That's an oh, ambitious like bridge next week. A very large bridge. Well, not a literal bridge. Where are the giant worms? In the, in the feet. The desert, yeah. A bunch of giant worms oh, in the desert. That's not terrible. a good thing. But, but, you know, okay, it doesn't have to be a literal bridge. I mean, There's I some way to get over there. Well, I think that that's what the, the whole trade route debacle is about there next B. well okay right but like but we go over everything like we or like through something well like, like we need a portal or i don't know the pandominion should just uh negotiate with the astral plane and get a little astral <laughs> yeah. highway going solve everything well i mean interplanal travel i haven't seen them myself but don't they have like flying boats in the astral sea that Come down occasionally? Like a sky skiff? Yeah, I don't know how to do that, though. I mean, I don't either. You could probably find the people who do, though. Well, I mean, yeah. I sold my Artificer spellbook. That might be one for the academics to figure out. Yeah. Well, though, worth bringing up to them. How do you make a bridge that stretches across the world? Or just a flying ship. Or a flying ship. A, f a flying ship. Anyway, Grimton Alaris, uh, who, who are your friends? Uh, this is Morlinde and Alric. They're from, they're from Isotalos. 
originally originally not actually i'm originally from up around uh actually in Kolgafir. uh i'm from the malnothri clan i've heard of your people i'm uh i'm yutin amrod myself from um we've got a small community in your dearth in the valley of hawarum uh grimton you know that's the um yeah the western of the two valleys yeah and uh now i'm here are, are there any more uh of your clan around here well no not around here hey, go, go ahead and sit and i'll tell you a story the great artist Mata provided a bench. Yeah, you and you kind of look around and you see the bridge and and uh, it it does have um, the name Mata on the side. Oh my god! So so sit uh, sit with me. I've 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 got some tea. Uh, I'll share some tea and now Grimton. Uh, she uh, she uh, she's preparing this. I was contracted by Grace under as an artificer. To help design the Warforged at Maldo Keep. Like, did you actually help? I did, yeah. And then one day while I was tinkering with some of the magic, she's, like, handing you the tea, I, I, uh, I gave one of the machines a little bit too much sentience, and it didn't follow the orders like the others, but started questioning the soldiers and then tried to dismantle the entire operation and there was a serious battle that ended in the deaths of like four guards and uh i was accused of what happened to this warforged well i wasn't i was arrested before i saw the fate of the creation but i was accused of being a traitor and a renegade and the second i could i fled prison and ended up here in my first day in town i heard of an opportunity to join the and Dominion's operation in the Watched Forest, and I figured that being contracted by the government of the Pandominion would give me a little bit more security than just being going rogue, if you will. So I traded my Artificer's spell book for some gold at the Weaver's Guild, and then I bought this here barge and that winch and a steam motor, and I sold myself as a pilot, and bing bada boom. So you gave that that's, that's... You gave that Warforge too much of something. What? Could you be specific? Sentience, uh, power, life. I, I'm not entirely sure w- what it was. Um, it w- it was a spell designed by. Uh, yeah, there's a gr- it's a group called the Soul Forgers, and you recognize that to be another name for dwarven primary pantheon uh, god the god Moradin. The Soul Forgers are the ones that provide the opportunity. I was just hired as a an artificer to put put it into actuality. Hmm. So now I'm on the run, and I'm uh, I guess I'm a fugitive. Well, that explains why you're this far east. Yeah, I I never pictured myself as a guard pilot or as a as a barge pilot, but um, but here I am, and I I was doing a fair job at least until uh, these <laughs> damn sprites got all up in the mix, and you know all that fire. And the death and whatnot. So, what are you guys doing in town? Unfortunately, next we came to warn the city of a potential invasion from some zealots from the Watched Forest. Yeah, that's not good. What are they gonna do? 
We're not sure, but we send word to Temple, and they're sending reinforcements to the city. Um, yeah. on that on that note, uh, next B, we uh, we have somewhere to be at the present. Um, but we'll we'll bring you back your tools here in a little while. Thanks. Uh, again, like Weimer's hammer. Uh, keep me on the DL if you can. Um, I, I, again, I'm not entirely uh, legal. <laughs> Sarah, bless please, you. We're recording. <laughs> Sorry, the button's all the way over there. The button? The mute button. Oh, the, the mute button. The fart <laughs> and sneeze button. What kind of loud farts are you giving us? I'm lactose intolerant, and I had goat cheese last night. Isn't that you supposed to be better to... for you? Like, I mean, it means that I don't hurt. But oh, but you're still as farty <laughs> as you normally are when you eat yeah. cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was that was some good stuff. You you know that's gonna be an isolated soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not me this time. <laughs> you have some good ones though. You had a that I want. Uh, hey guys, can we get serious? Can we like part the veils of reality and really get into this now? Yeah, we're known for our seriousness. On this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is a serious campaign, but it's a serious campaign because you edit out all of us like being dumbasses. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. <laughs> Which I'm so scared of. Like, if we ever do a live show or something, like <laughs> people just won't know what to expect. People are gonna be like, "Oh, they're just idiots." They have a really good editor. Yeah. <laughs> or they could be like, "Guys, they're hilarious." <laughs> Pick up the wench. Hey, Auric, don't forget that uh, next is a Yatine Amrod. I I didn't, but I'm I'm trying to think of a way <laughs> to, to like ease into that they'd be like tell me about your people you know like, i don't want to um i was planning to talk to next about it on the return trip because they're almost mythical like that they, they live really far in the mountains and like everyone kind of accepts that they're that they're real but nobody nobody really ever sees them because they live that way so mild celebrity um, basically in the in the gnome world not quite celebrity hey, more well, just you know like yeah. Like the Tibetan people. Yeah. <laughs> what? Or like the air nomads. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Someone someone should go back uh, once, you know, we've got 
a lot of this podcast and like novelize. <laughs> I've thought about it. I've thought about doing like about the first campaign, but like don't remember it well enough. But see, with, with this one, subversion? yeah, because I was like, uh, with the uh, use of subversion, because I was like, this is like a pretty good story. Someone should like put it to, you know, to words. Yeah, or like make it into a more cohesive <laughs> narrative. <laughs> well, I mean. If somebody wants to take that on, I'll send you all the uh, Word documents that I have, which which are, like, I probably have, like, 50 total Word documents about this. That sounds fun, but also intimidating. <laughs> and really boring. Well, maybe not boring, but, like... Usurversion uh, was ridiculous. <laughs> that... There was so much. Not only was the plot so d- dense... But, like, Usurp Subversion had some, like, really intense moments of pathos as well as some, like, yeah. just complete and utter foolishness. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like it would produce a similar vibe to, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like completely ridiculous plot, utter foolishness, and some serious moments. <laughs> a lot happened, and it was very, like, sort of all over the place, but at the same time flowing... Bam, straight, zombie king, fight, then... Shadowfell. Yeah, into the Shadowfell. Feywild. Every, every place. It'd be very Hollywood. Yeah, yes. yeah. It could make a good movie. It would make a good movie. Like, uh, or a series of books. <laughs> I mean, if because we, we, ta- we were talking about that literary stuff, but like a, a book series, I think it'd be interesting to, uh, to break it down because we had like, what, four seasons? No, we should do, like, a comic book series, because, like, it would be cool to, to have drawn. I mean, that's, a, that's the best of both worlds, I think. At least some, uh, Our graphic some novel. nice fan art. Because I love fan art. I just think it's the coolest thing. I want fan art or, like, an animated version of the last fight against... Orcus. The Orcus. final boss. <laughs> because we beat his ass so hard. Yeah, we just crushed him. <laughs> so funny. Like, you knocked him down and then just, like, wrecked him. <laughs> I want to see the story from his viewpoint. He's just, like, chilling in the abyss one, and he's like, oh, hey, the Raven Queen's not home. I'm going to go, like, take advantage of that. <laughs> oh, and he just shows up and, like, gets wrecked. <laughs> the sled scene, I want to see that one, but that's for entirely selfish reasons. I mean, that was a badass fight. That was a badass fight. It was a badass fight. That was a badass fight on all fronts. I want to see you guys break, uh, break... I don't remember who it was, uh, out of prison in, um, the city of brass. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I also want to see, uh, oh, Mishka the Wolf Spider. Mm-hmm. And I want to see the, the battles in, uh, the Feywild with this, with the mother tree. Yeah. Um, yeah that was Man, this is some good <laughs> stuff. Like those were the Awakening days. Mishka might be one of my favorite moments that I forgot about. Yeah. And there was so like in Gloomrot, there was so much stuff that we didn't even do. Yeah, like, like all the all the, just, <laughs> the, the all level stuff of stuff we walked that past. I have prepared, like, no, I'm not messing. The level with of stuff I just that I prepared for Havenmere is ridiculous. <laughs> like I have maybe three pages compared to the like eight or nine pages that I had in uh, Gloomrot. Anyway, Sarah, I'm sorry that we've been talking about an old campaign <laughs> reminiscing. <laughs> Let's continue That's with the okay. one that you know. You ready? I was chilling and drinking my coffee. Yeah, let's get started.